You're listening to the SE Baptist Podcast. The following is a recording of a main session at Impact 2023. And I want to talk about that last word of the conference title. I want to focus on the word finish for just a second. Um, and I'm going to give you just a very short version of my story, the Reader's Digest version of it. About a year ago, a little less than a year ago, my phone started blowing up and the news started calling like crazy and saying, Jeff, we would like to do interviews with you about the U.S.'s pullout of Afghanistan. Now, they were calling me because I have had nine combat deployments to Afghanistan. There was a 10-year period of my life where I literally spent more time in Afghanistan than I did in the United States. And there are few men in America that have more blood, sweat, and tears invested in the country of Afghanistan than me. And the news was saying, hey, We're watching around the world what's happening as Afghanis are desperately grabbing hold of people and jumping onto airplanes and the country is descending into chaos. It looks like 20 years of war in this country is being wiped off the history books in 54 days. And the news started asking, Jeff, I know this must hurt for you to watch these images on TV. What are your thoughts about Afghanistan? And I don't think they expected my reply. I told him, man, it really hurts to see what's happening in Afghanistan. I'm not going to get political with you today. But I told them, this is nothing compared to what happened to me 25 years ago. This isn't even a blip on the radar. You see, the way that I left Somalia 25 years ago hurt far more than 10 years of blood, sweat, and tears in the country of Afghanistan. I joined the Army when I was 18. I was a very committed believer in Jesus Christ when I joined the army, and all that I ever wanted to do was be an army ranger. Those guys and gals that serve in Fort Benning, Georgia, that's my hometown. The folks that serve there, I really believe they are some of the greatest human beings on the planet. God has given me the privilege as a pastor to lead my heroes that are in church on Sunday morning with me, being around those warriors. I was a believer. And I talked about Jesus a little bit, but I was pretty casual with those conversations. When I got ready to go to Somalia, I had been in the Army for about six years. I had been an Army Ranger, which means I had been kicking in doors. I had been doing special operations missions ever since I left high school. And Somalia wasn't my first rodeo. I'd already taken part in the U.S. war in Panama. I'd already been part of the U.S. operations in Kuwait, so I kind of thought I was ready for what I was going to experience in Somalia. But Somalia, and specifically Black Hawk Down, was far different than anything that I had ever known since. It was much different than Iraq or Afghanistan years later. And there's a moment that I get the privilege of telling audiences about where God radically redirected my future in ways that I didn't even see coming. You see, before Somalia, I was pretty convinced that I was just going to be an army ranger who loved Jesus and who fought and won America's wars, and I was going to do that until they forced me out of the army. I loved that unit. I loved the mission. I loved the men that I had the chance of serving with. 
And then after the dust settled, after the bullets stopped flying in Black Hawk Down, God moved me towards ministry, and I didn't see this one coming. Because of the movie Black Hawk Down, I get a chance to tell my story from time to time at churches and to audiences, and I usually try to get to what happened to me after the firefight. I call it my call to ministry, and it happened almost immediately after the battle was over with. You see, there's a moment during the middle of that firefight where one of my guys was killed instantly. And if I could go back to any point in time, I would go back to a moment in Somalia that I can't get back and that I will carry with me until my dying day. It is the thing that gives me an urgency for the gospel and pushes me for the Great Commission every day. There's a moment that I wish I could go back and redo. So I'm in Somalia. And after the bullets are done flying, after the battle is over with, roughly half of our unit, the guys that I was over with, were killed or wounded. And I'm looking around at my buddies, and they're hurting. And they're scared. And all of us have just gone through something that none of us thought was going to be this bad. We knew it was going to be bad. We didn't know it was going to be this bad. And that's when my buddies started coming up, coming up to me. And saying, Jeff, I was watching you last night in the city streets. The way that you took those vehicles in and out of the city streets, you were out there all night long. I was watching you. And when everybody else was totally terrified, Jeff, it looked like you were completely calm. I don't even know how that's possible because you and I have the same training and you should have been freaking out too. They said, I was listening to your voice over the radio, and when everybody else's voice was in total panic, you sounded like you were calm. What do you have that I don't have? And guys started asking me questions about Jesus the very next day. I didn't even get all the way off those Humvees until they were grabbing me, wrapping their arms around me and saying, I got to talk to you right now about Jesus, Jeff, because you have something that I don't have. And whatever that is, I want that. So how can, how can I have your faith? And I started sitting down on a cot in a hangar on an airfield in Mogadishu, Somalia. And I started talking to my ranger buddies about Jesus. And many of them came to the moment of realizing, if I get on a helicopter, if I get on a Humvee, if I don't make it out of these city streets alive, I don't know where I'm going to spend eternity. Jeff, I need to nail this one down, and I need to do it right now. Now, I'm on this airfield the next day, and I start to feel the Holy Spirit of the living God poking me in the chest. And he's starting to tell me a powerful moment that I don't think I'll ever forget. I, I've never really heard the audible voice of God, y'all. I'm not crazy. Not one of those nut jobs out there. But there's one of those moments where I felt the Holy Spirit convict me that Jeff... What you've been living for as an army ranger is not worth dying for. And I want you to start to live for something that's worth dying for. And everything else is easy after that. You see, what I had been living for is fighting and winning America's wars. I love my country. I want to serve my country. I would give my life gladly for my country. But the Holy Spirit started to show me, Jeff, 
this battle in Somalia, it, make a it may make a difference for a week, maybe for a month, maybe for 10 years, maybe for a generation. Who cares? What happens in another man or a woman's soul, that echoes 10,000 years from now into eternity. Jeff, do you want to be focused on something that matters for a generation? Or do you want to spend your time doing something that matters 10,000 years from now? And I came back from Somalia with this overwhelming sense that God was calling me into the ministry. I wasn't looking for it. I didn't want it. I didn't even expect this one to happen. It caught everybody off guard, me included. The way that I left Somalia prepared me for the pullout of Afghanistan. You see, almost immediately after the blood stopped uh, pouring out, after the bullets were done flying, President Clinton made a strategic decision to halt all combat operations in Somalia. Within a couple of days, he decided this battle really wasn't worth the blood, the blood and the bodies that we've already paid for it. You know what? Stop what we're doing reverse course, get on airplanes, fly out of Somalia. The U.S. wants nothing to do with this country anymore. And when I was loading those airplanes and leaving Somalia, I was looking at that city and asking myself the question, what was it all for? What was all of that blood? What was all of that battle? What was all of that killing for? If it wasn't worth winning, why did we go in the first place? And I'm here to tell you, South Carolina, I needed that moment getting on that airplane and flying out of Somalia. God used that moment to change my life and to put me in the ministry that he's given me today. And I'm here to tell you that I need this com conference today just like you do because as a church planter, we're going through some really rough times right now, and I need to be ministered to by the Holy Spirit. So here's what I just want to do. I want to challenge you with the same question that the Holy Spirit left me with, the question that I try to leave every student at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary in Wake Forest, North Carolina with my last moment with them in the classroom. I want to challenge you with this question. Is what you're living for worth dying for. And if it is, then what does it matter what happens to you next? Because Jesus' disciples had this moment. They said, hey, Jesus, we've left everything to follow you. Man, we left our homes and our families. We've given up our fishing boats and our professions. We've left it all on the field to follow you. Is it worth it? And Jesus' answer to them is, you'll get your reward not here on this earth, but it's waiting for you. And it's waiting for you in dividends that you can't even comprehend. And it's waiting for you in eternity. And I'm convinced when South Carolina, when 5.1 million South Carolinians see pastors and church leaders that are willing to go through anything, experience this grit, because their focus is on the finish. And the finish line is not here. It's when we step into Jesus' presence in heaven. When this state sees that kind of radical commitment, that kind of grit, I think it causes people to stand up and take notice. I think people in your neighborhood 
or in your community see what some of those rangers saw in me on those battlefields. And so here's what I just want to do for us as I wrap this little short talk up with you. I want to pray. I want to pray that God's spirit will minister to you in powerful ways and you will put your focus on the finish line. And what happens between now and the finish line is not really that important. Because what I'm living for is worth dying for. And because it's worth dying for, everything in the middle is easy after that. So would you just bow your heads? Would you let me pray for you, South Carolina Baptists? And let's ask the Holy Spirit to just really move powerfully for the rest of this conference today. Father, how could we possibly say thank you enough for loving us, for calling us out of our sin and into a relationship with you? How could we thank you enough for giving us the ministry of reconciliation and inviting brothers and sisters friends and neighbors, people in our community to be saved, to be made one with their creator. How could we thank you enough for giving us this mission? But God, you made it very clear it's not going to be easy. It doesn't come um, without a cost and that there will be great sacrifice along the way. So for my brothers and sisters in this room that are hurting, Holy Spirit, will you minister to them? For those that came this day saying, I need somebody to encourage me because I'm hanging on by my fingernails. Holy Spirit, will you minister to them like you ministered to me? Will you give us all this crystal clear picture of the finish line? And because that finish line is so compelling, it's so awesome, we're able to show the grit today. Whatever life throws at me today, it doesn't matter because what I'm living for is worth dying for. So life can throw at me whatever comes my way, and I'm going to face it with grit, that grit that is only possible through you, Holy Spirit. I'm asking that you minister. I'm asking that you meet with people today. I'm asking that you move in a very powerful way. God, if we're honest, we want to happen here what's happening at Asbury and other campuses around the country, and only you can do that through the power of your Holy Spirit. So I'm praying that you will do that to me and this group today. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to the SC Baptist Podcast. This podcast is available because of the cooperative giving of South Carolina Baptist churches. For more information about the South Carolina Baptist Convention, visit scbaptist.org.